Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel and more. Today, we are starting our Daredevil series, and we are super excited to be bringing one of the cast from the actual Netflix show. Today, we have Deborah Ann Wool. Hi. Welcome. We are really excited to have you, as I've already said before. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about it. What a great idea for a podcast. Yeah, I mean, we, we're really just about celebrating women in yeah. Marvel and in the industry, comics and, you know, film and TV. And um, I'm, I was actually really excited because I got to see the first four episodes of the series for this. That's so great. Well, I will say it's really, it's really gritty and dark, but also, like, very moving. Like, I really, okay. I really feel like, I mean, as someone who's read comics for a while, it really, I think it really works really well with, with like, the comic books and bringing it to life. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. I, it's, it's really gratifying to hear, you know, someone like yourself who, who we really want to make sure enjoys the show and, and feels like, uh, like they, you know, they got what they love about the show as well as some new things. Great. Well, and obviously Karen Page is such a, she's such a powerful character in the comics, mm-hmm. and, and you've really brought her to life on, on TV. What made you want to wanna be Karen? <laughs> um, I mean, a, a lot of things. I mean, first of all, they, they, they let me, um, which is only <laughs> a big part of it. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, when I was first sort of talking with them about it, and, you know, you do have some issues of, you know, you don't want to just play the girl and, you know, you want to make sure that she has a life of her own so that you're you're representing um, sort of female stories well. And, and I had a long conversation with, with Jeff Loeb and through that conversation, he absolutely swung me over. The, the story that he told me for her, I just said, that is so great that she, you know, in a way she's as flawed and interesting and dynamic as, as Matt is, you know, that she, she, wants to save Hell's Kitchen in the same way um, and is, is kind of also thwarted by her own darkness, too. Well, and you grew up in New York, so mm-hmm. you know this Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's certainly our sort of Marvel Cinematic Universe Hell's Kitchen is a little bit different from ours, but I think we really wanted it to be recognizable. We wanted people to say, all right, so maybe it's not quite as slick as the, <laughs> the new Hell's Kitchen, but I can see... That's a real street. You know, I could actually go to Hell's Kitchen and walk down that block and see that restaurant. And I think that's a nice, those are nice Easter eggs, you know. Yeah. I, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, you totally filmed this in New York. It was, yeah. it was, it's kind of refreshing sometimes. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's legitimately New York street. Yeah. So how did you prepare for this role? Did you read any comics? I did. Yeah. No, I went back and I read, I tried to pick like, um, sort of iconic moments, you know, and something from each decade and try to get a sense of, you know, what, what Stan Lee was trying to do originally back in the 60s. And then, um, you know, some of the later ones, Miller and, and Bendis and all these people who have kind of taken their, their hand at it. And um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to draw from all of it. You know, I, I feel like Karen has made these huge swings of sort of different parts of her personality. And I said, well, why not for the show, let's try to marry all of that. Let's say that that dark person who comes in in the, you know, 90s <laughs> was there in the 60s. She just didn't know it yet. And, and so for our Karen on the series, maybe she's struggling a bit more between those two halves of herself. Yeah, I, I certainly don't want to spoil anything, but when you meet Karen, uh, the first scene you see of her is is very bloody and yeah. very <laughs> intense. And and then you see her sort of like take 
take this role and sort of run with it. Like she doesn't want to stand down. She doesn't uh-huh. want to be silenced. Uh-huh. She really wants to, you know, save the city, as you said, save Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And well, she was she was taken advantage of by people that she trusted, and you know, I think I think can say that without spoiling. And and you know, I think when she starts to see that she's part of a bigger problem, that the, the same thing, the same type of corruption and 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 uh, mistreatment has been happening throughout Hell's Kitchen, I think she says we can't, they can't get away with this. They can't, we can't let people think that they can treat people this way. So, and, and obviously she grows to trust, you know, Matt and Foggy. What do you think she sees in them? Well, it was interesting because we, we had a scene, I gotta figure out how to talk about this without spoiling. Um, <laughs> we, we had a scene fairly early on because I like that it takes a little time for Karen to trust them. You know, I feel like in, in some stories, because they're the heroes, we sort of assume that all of the other characters can just tell that they're good people and, and they, they trust them quite readily. And I, I like that it takes Karen a while. You know, she doesn't just hand them all of her information. She doesn't just trust them because she's been, you know, someone really screwed her. Someone she thought she trusted was not trustworthy and uh, she doesn't want that to happen again. So so I think she takes her time and, and she... She, they have to prove themselves. Um, and I think they do by, you know, they're, they're not interested in money. They're not interested in taking anything from her. They just want her story and they just want to help. And I, I think once she can sense that, um, you know, then they're kindred spirits. Then they want the same thing that she does. Yeah, I, I, I really can't wait to watch the rest of the series. I hope everyone listening at home is is super excited to, uh, or has listened to all, depending on you know, when this goes live. Also, like, what's really interesting about, you know, Daredevil and, this, and these Netflix series we're doing is that it's all direct. Like, you basically, you get to watch all episodes once it's live. Mm-hmm. Is it, as an, as an actress, is it something, like, when you prepare for a role like that, do you prepare differently? Because you're, you're not going to be able to necessarily get any, like, you know, like, reviews or feedback until it's all live. Well, in a way, that's ideal because as an actor, you you actually really don't want to let that stuff influence you because it can kind of psych you out. You know, um, you, you know, public opinion is going to kind of, and, and even critical opinion, you know, you don't have any control over it. And, and you have to sort of do what you think is right for the character from the position that you're in, which is reading scripts, doing research, your own personal experiences. And, and in a way... It's kind of nice to be saved that, you know, that, that you know, it's a little nerve wracking now that everyone has seen my work and gets to have an opinion on it. And I, I don't. But uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, I, I don't I won't accidentally compromise myself by m- with my insecurity based on something someone said. So in a way, it's a it's a it's a blessing. The technology has made it easier for actors, almost. In a way, yeah. <laughs> In a way. And I think because it's this idea of everything revealed at once and, you know, the writing can be better because we don't have to worry about recapping last week in the first scene or making sure there's a cliffhanger that you come back for or, you know, exposition that goes on and on. It, it really can be a more subtle storytelling, and, and I, that's always something that, that you want. Great. Um, so obviously you went to school for acting. Do you sort of have any advice for you know young actors who who want to get it started in the business? Hmm. I mean, I, people ask me this all the time, and it seems sort of obvious, but really, it's it just just be the. 
be the best that you can be at this, you know, study it and work hard at it and always give it a hundred percent. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people, you can do it easily. You know, you can kind of sit back and, and, and rest and sort of let the machine that is this industry sort of take you through. And my advice is always to say, don't, don't do that. Really have a voice and, and own it in some way. And um, I think that that will take, take you farther. That's great advice. We, we always say on this podcast that it's, it's about being yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously, life, life is what it is. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's, you yeah. know, true, like, talent. Sometimes it's just, you know, obviously you got your true blood role and you, and you ran with it. And now, you're, and now you're part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> All very exciting. Yeah. Do you think, what do you, what do you want fans to take from, take from the Daredevil series and sort of Karen and, and, and just the world? Hmm. I mean, I, I hope it's about, I hope it's about taking action and not ignoring when you see someone in pain or see someone that's being hurt. You know, I, I think it's scary to put yourself out there in the service of someone else. And in our show, that's exactly what we're dealing with. Um, you know, that's that's what Matt does. It's what Karen does. It's what Foggy does. And I'm, uh, I, I hope that that's something that we can become more comfortable with as, as we watch people do it on television. Um, I also think there's this idea of kind of a gray area between good and evil. You know, our, our hero sometimes does very brutal things, and our villain often does very touching things. And, you know, I, I like the idea that sometimes villains don't look like monsters, you know, and sometimes heroes don't look like, you know, the high school quarterback, you know. <laughs> so I, I, I like that we're, we're playing with those archetypes a bit. And I think that Daredevil within the Marvel universe is is very is very true to that. You know, obviously he's he's done some bad things, and and Kingpin has done bad and good things, and mm-hmm. and I think that that's what makes it part makes it Marvel. We're right. always about flaws. I agree. I agree. So one final question for you: We always want to ask people, what do you geek out for? Um, my answer has to be Mystery Science Theater 3000. Ah. Um, I grew up watching them, and it completely identified, I mean, my entire sense of humor is, is, is identified by theirs. And, um, uh, you know, I, I still follow them on riff tracks, and it's, you know, it's, it's the thing I look forward to most in my life. Oh, also, I'm a Dungeons and Dragons player. I'm I'm actually um, dungeon mastering for my first time in like two weeks. I'm super excited about that. Wow! Have a whole thing planned for them, and I'm really gonna try and kill them as hard as I can. <laughs> so yeah, those are the kinds of things I geek out for. That's pretty exciting. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we will have to spread that. There's a tons of D and D people in this office, so I will let it, them know. It changed my life. I mean, I absolutely. It, I, it's it's the most exciting social thing that I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Everyone has to have that one thing yeah. that is just like not the rest of their life, just what they do and they escape to. Yeah. So for those listening at home, is there a Twitter or Facebook we can find you at? Yeah, I think so. Um, mine are sort of sort of fan based pages rather than like personally run by myself, although I do visit from time to time. Um, and I think I think they're just my name. I think if you if you Google that or search that, you should be able to find them pretty easily. Yeah, what we'll do is probably when we when we run the podcast, we'll make sure that we tag them so okay, that people can find it. Wonderful. So thanks for joining us. Thank this- you. It was so much fun to chat.
Great, and make sure you guys are watching all of Daredevil. It is available on Netflix. This is Marvel, your universe.